Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Drag the Lake. I am one of your hosts, Andy Malafrina, and this is your other host, say it, Pat George. <laughs> Pat George. Pat George. Riding down the river, reviewing music and shit. <laughs> how you and, doing, Andy? What? Uh, how are you doing? Oh, uh, I said riding down the river because of my perfect world. All these episodes are on fan boat. Today, today is a very special day. Do you know what we're doing today? Yes, I do. But why don't you tell the audience what we're doing Andy? today? Finally, you know, some of these people, um, an album comes out. Mm-hmm. They do a quick little listen or two. Yeah, they go, what's that? They go, what's that? Oh, Got it. Mm, skimmy, skim, skimmy, skim. Oh, I listened to it. Yeah, they I formulated my opinion. Sure. And then they hop online and mm-hmm. they review that shit like they know anything. Mm-hmm. Not here, baby. Oh, here, oh, shit. we take our time. We let it get in us. We let it rummage around. We put it inside of us and we let it just sit there. And we let it just sit. And then we sell the video on OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. so anyway, so, check out our link tree. Yeah. Give me money. <laughs> I'm a, <laughs> I'm showing my bottle. You get money for my feet, Andy. Just a real quick sidebar. One thousand percent. Nice. Yeah. There's literally like an app called like fucking feet for you. And oh, you really? send feet pit. Yeah, it's I'll I'll out. set I'll set you up with it. Promo use promo code uh, drag the lake. But what do we? But what we? So today, today the entirety of Dance Gavin Dance has been ruminating inside of me, mm-hmm. and they're ready to come out. Um, and so today is a special day. Today <laughs> is the jackpot juicer review. Jackpot juicer review. Jackpot the JJR. You guys are ready for the JJR. Um, so yeah, I think I thought it was pretty good. Anyway, thank you for watching today. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was fine. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, like and subscribe. Have a great week. Bye. <laughs> no, nah, for real, for real. Um, for real, for real. For real, for real. You want an honest, real quick review? Holy shit. This album was tight. It was pleasant. I was pleasantly surprised. I told you this just as a short mini review before the show. I was pleasantly surprised. Not saying that. I was expecting something bad, but more of I haven't listened to them. We've talked about this uh, uh, a couple of times. I haven't well, listened to Dance Gavin Dance since probably early 2000s. So give me give me give me the quick rundown. What is your history with Dance Gavin Dance? I was a fan of theirs from let me find. I believe it's uh, hold on. I had the I had the album up earlier um, from as early on. The main first album that I ever listened to was Jesus Christ, Downtown Mountain Battle, <laughs> Battle Mountain. Sorry, uh, Battle Bots on a Mountain, Battle Battle Mountain uh, uh, Man guy. Uh, and it was something that like no, what's it called? Downtown. Oh, fuck, I just said it. <laughs> I just said it, didn't I? No, you need none of those Battle were, Mountain. Shut none up. None of those were right. <laughs> yeah, it is Downtown Battle Mountain. Look. No, now after oh. you fucking pulled it up and read it, but you were like, you were like, downtown at the mountain battle. <laughs> so obviously, I'm not very familiar with them. So the pronunciation, of that. the pronunciation of downtown battle mountain has kind of displayed to you guys how Pat knows how much Pat knows. <laughs> yeah, I guess them. I could have ended there. So <laughs> tell me about what you know about them. Well, I think one of their albums is downtown battle. Pat, tell me oh. how well you know dance Gavin dance. Well, my favorite Gavin Dance Gavin album is uh, Down to the Battle Mountain. What do I like most about Gavin Dance? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> I, so so this was kind of a thing where I, 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 I got from the album 
like you told me you didn't tell me anything like you didn't tell me how you felt about the album. You didn't tell me about like you, we obviously talked that it was it was I doing just needed well. a chum. I it just started. needed a chum to bounce ideas off. And then you listen to it and you're like, heck, yeah, this is a good tunage. It, it's, it, it was it was pleasantly surprising in this in the way that like uh, I didn't really take to Sky Eats Airplane at the beginning. I was kind of an every other track guy for a yeah. while. And I think I don't even remember how much how huge of a fan I was of Dance Gavin Dance in the past. Yeah. I know I loved that one album. Yeah. But it was more of a situation where battling the, downtown with the mountain people. Yeah, Battle Frogs in the Mountain Towns. <laughs> was was that was my favorite. So this one was a not an every other track, but a, a situation where I wouldn't say I'd say 99 out of 100, but not exactly perfect. If I'm going to nitpick, there's a couple things that I would change. But for the most part, yeah, uh, nothing's perfect. It was. And, and, and I wonder now the question that I had originally when we were talking about how well the album, like when it was charting, it actually ended up, didn't it? It charted eight. early, early on. Yeah. Or eight. Yeah. It got number eight. And that's to say the same week that like Beyonce debuted yeah. and like, there was like two other big artists that debuted. Like they got number eight on a pretty rough week, and it and it and they earned it. Like this is a this is oh a yeah well thought out and laid out album. It's really oh. well done, and I think uh I think <clears throat> if they would have gotten a chance, I don't know. And my question to you, Andy, with how well thought out and well laid out this album is, do you think it would be as successful if they hadn't had all that controversy, or? And just been able to to open up for Coheed and Cambria. Do you think it would have done as well, or do you think that the scandal, not I'm not talking about the death, but the scandal part of it the, with the lead singer, do you think that helped it get more exposure, more eyes on it, and and it's just kind of a silver linings playbook here. So that's really hard to tell, and this kind of goes into like my what's going to be my review and general feelings about this album because this album is very good. Yeah. And this is a kind of album that it's like better than it should be. <clears throat> yeah. And th this is a kind of album like if you look at let me pull up the track listing. So like before this album even is out out, they released uh, what was it? Synergy. And then I believe pop off. If I get this order wrong, I apologize. Die Another Day, Cream of the Crop and Feels Bad Man. I believe in that order. So pop off was a was a release like a, a single pop off would they made a video of pop off. Oh, shit. That's my favorite out there. My favorite song so far. I'll yeah, start. that's like, you know how like when when you do do like you do those multiple listens and you like, yeah, your favorite songs always kind of shift. That's yeah. my that's been my first favorite song off the album. Oh, nice. Um, So when those songs released, it was like like if you if you presented that grouping of five songs to anyone like yo here's it like here's an ep of the band before the actual fucking album comes out like how strong those songs yeah. are and also the the like the choice of they're they're different enough from each song that it gives you a good sampling of how this album feels they were just all such strong like such strong fucking releases yeah. that i think because I don't know. Obviously, I think if you went on to like Google Trends right now, um, in the general public, like the 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 co the uh, controversy and the scandal and shit, um, it's gonna raise Dance Gavin Dance's exposure on like Google Trends and stuff. 
but I don't know how many people I think would first week sales be as high. There is an argument that they wouldn't, but I think over time this album would just have, cause it's just so good. It's just so fucking good. And I think you'd have enough. Like I found myself being like, yo dude, like just hitting people up. Like you, you listen to the new dance, Gavin dance. It's fucking worth your time. Like, so I think, I think there's, like I said, there's an argument that maybe the first week sales wouldn't have been as good, but I think over time this would have gone down as like a fucking, you know, a thing that kind of like kept them going because that was what was so unfortunate about all this shit happening because for the, like the the big thing with dance, Gavin dance is just every album, something happens. Every album, something fucking happens. Like they had the history with Johnny Craig, who's had his struggles with drug addiction and then, um, you know, they're kind of, like they're trying to make that work and all that. And then they had a whole, you know, they just always have different, uh, you know, I bring that up. But there's also other shit that just wasn't as well known where other band members are leaving and they have all these problems. And then Johnny Mess leaves. So their guitarist has to scream and all this other shit. It was just like for like the first half of their career, it was just such a rough go. And then they finally get uh they finally get Tillian in on, I believe, acceptance speech. And then there was like they were slowly creating normalcy and like building momentum. And I think they were just kind of like getting things back on track. And if they would have just kept like, you know, kept their heads down and not, you know, <laughs> not have fucking controversies and shit like that, just on the sheer momentum of like building themselves over time, I think this would have been a very popular release for them but like i said before first week sales would they have been as good no i don't know i don't think possibly not and i that's the thing is like i i i'm happy to say as somebody who is completely impartial like i i came in as a third party who only knew i knew of the controversy yeah didn't know like i haven't listened to them since 2007 or 8 you know what i mean so so there there's a there's that level of like going into it cold just like saying like this was a thing where like if this would have popped up on my Spotify, it would have been a thing that like, you know, you know, those songs that you're like, what the fuck is this? You're yeah. Like, Got it. And you either immediately add it to a playlist or click the band or something like that. But just not only I, this might have been just maybe I think, you know, how many people's reaction to the story even was, oh, shit, I didn't even know Dance Gavin Dance was a band still. Well, you know so I mean? like, there might have been a lot of people like me. Because if they're if they're if they're going on tour with Coed and Cambria, that that's what I'm saying is, I think maybe first week sales wouldn't have been as good. But if they would have stayed on that tour and continued, yeah, and sold. If you want to, uh, uh, just a reference to one of our other videos, maybe sold some of their merch and given up twenty percent of it at each one of their <laughs> venues. Yeah, yeah, like it was blowing me cocksuckers. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> there's they they could have been they could have had more exposure yeah show but it really i i think it may have evened out but either way they have they've come up with through all that ambiguity and all those controversies over the years and all these albums uh they've actually ended up putting out a fucking great album well so so let me say this to kind of explain more why i'm not completely convinced um that like this the the controversy was the reason because so, like I said, they got Tillian in on acceptance speech and all right, sorry. There's a fucking ad that was showing me some horrific nightmare of an image. Uh, I got very distracted. Um, <laughs> was it Joe Biden? Yeah, I fucking hate that guy. God damn it. 
falling off a fucking bike or something. <laughs> that was funny though. <laughs> um, no, so they get Tillian in there an acceptance speech, and if you like listening throughout those albums, oh, which sidebar? The way I actually got back into Dance Gavin Dance is randomly about two years ago, they popped into my head, and yeah. I was like, I should, because I all I really I listened to. I remember I listened to their self-titled in college because one of my roommates had it. And um, I listened to self-titled. You can still hear me, right? Yeah. Okay. There's a fucking mute button on the side of this in a <laughs> fucking place. You grab it all the time. And I'm like, why would you do that? Uh, <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah. So I listened to their self-titled a bunch because a roommate of mine had it and I liked it. But I never really listened to them outside of that. And But I always knew about them and I would always pop in here and there. And then like two years ago, I just they just randomly popped into my head and I was like, I should listen to them. And I was like, and I, I was doing this thing, by the way, and I think other people should try it. If you're trying to get into a band that has like a lot of albums, I did this for the Menzingers. It worked. I did this for Converge. It worked. You take their whole discography, put it in a playlist and then just hit shuffle. And oh, just yeah. it'll give you a really good because you do that for a band that's like six or seven or eight albums in, and it gives you a good shuffle of all of their shit, and you kind of get an idea, yeah. and you just do that a bunch, and then eventually you're like, all right, I just want to hear this album. So got heavy into them two years ago, and I've just been listening to them a lot ever since. And you can hear this progression from what is it from acceptance speech to instant gratification, to mother uh, mothership, to uh, artificial selection, to afterburner. And then finally where they like, they keep honing it in, honing it in, honing it in. And, um, and then uh, like jackpot juicer, just, it's like the irony that like they had to have this controversy now. Cause yeah. it's like finally this pinnacle moment of like, it's all been good, but this is sort of the moment that you've really, figured out what this current sound is it's yeah. just such like 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 it's just such a well balanced um tight thoughtful fun creative album and the progression yeah. from song to song is very good they all have because a lot of the things on a lot of those earlier releases with Tillian, the problem was they were good albums, but they kind like they were all good songs, all good albums. But from song to song, they had a tendency of like blending in where this happens on a lot of hardcore bands where they like because like the, the 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 problem with hardcore bands is you actually end up limiting yourself in the fact that breakdowns are open chords, and if you do too many breakdowns then you your shit starts sounding the same where it's like it's the same song with a with a breakdowns that are, that are different rhythms so dance gavin dance having a very similar sort of writing process from every song it start like the songs start blending together and then it starts becoming a thing where it's like oh that one so that song had that cool moment in it and that's how you distinguish them this song this album the reason it like like hit so hard for me is like Every song, it was easier for me to remember which song was which. Like, I was like, yeah, oh, I like no. that thing. It was easier for me to remember song names because they had such each song had such a distinct personality to it. You nailed it with the I feel like your assessment as somebody who listened to their very first album and their very most recent album that it, it the it's a thoughtful process obviously Dude. that they've used because there's it's so much 
it's more precise to the level as opposed to a downtown battle bear um uh there it was so chaotic it had all the same elements and it had the noodling and the fucking the 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 edge like the the harder rock screams and fucking crazy shit but it was so much more chaotic sounding and yeah. i still liked it a lot it's not that it was bad but they've they've taken that and they've harnessed that to have it be so much more precise and thoughtful, almost like a Dillinger escape plan type of precision. Yeah. But with this like soft, like artfulness that they have with the, like it it really, it reminds me of a, uh, uh, like the perfect mix of like a fall of Troy and, uh, uh, like circus survive, but with like, but still like that doesn't, Ooh, that's a good combo. You know what I mean? I love doing that, by the way, being like, it's like if this band met this band, Fall of yeah. Troy and Circus Survive is like, yes, that's like the best way to put it. It's and, and to me, it's it. I, I thought I thought thoughtful like that is for explaining this album is such a perfect, very thoughtful. Uh, yeah, that's a one word review that works perfectly for this because no. it, it, it's 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 so and, and and like you said, I, I'm so glad that you brought up that point as well of like being able to distinguish <clears throat> songs from each other and that's my biggest complaint that's my biggest complaint about albums is it'll be like this is a good album but it sounds like one long song there's no separation and it comes down to where you're like the the songs don't have the songs don't have a distinct personality yeah there's no what 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 is the actual and that's what reminds me of these guys with uh, as far that's the the circus survive part of it where the the storytelling but also the the like little bit of edge like almost like a like a little bit of maliciousness but you it's not like it's you know what i mean like it's it's like it's a fucked up well they're um a fucked up point of view but it's not like you're not all acting like you're fucking hot talking hot talking hot topic jokers jesus christ well that's what that's what (laughs) hot topic jokers that's what's great about um i think the word you're looking for is tongue in cheek yeah probably (laughs) <laughs> They're uh no I, I just uh, worked a long time ago. I just looked it up. That was the word you were looking for. Um oh, but I do want to say I agree with what you said about in the Hall of the Mountain King and um <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun joke to keep doing. Uh <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, you you were talking about all the other albums before. What was their self-title called? Uh Gavin won't stop dancing with Gavin. I knew it. Um, yeah, I gotta check that one out. I'm gonna put that one on shuffle. But um, fuck, I forget what I was gonna say for real though. Well, I gotta hit my moonshine. <laughs> no, it um, what were we talking about? Al- songs don't have personalities. Awful, the them blending together, and not being able to distinguish songs from each other. Yeah, survive telling stories. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just think it's the most. Um, it's just the. It's just the, like. Like you can, but for real though, to go back to downtown battle mountain, those were all in all those albums. They were great albums, but like this album right here just has, it's just the, it's the most, like I said before, it's the most thoughtful. And it's in my opinion, um, it's the most well-written. Yeah. It's the most well-written of all their albums. And you can tell it's like a band, like they're a band that intrigues the shit out of me because They've gone through like, bro, I've quit things over substantially less. Yes. And they're still like grinding it out. And they're still and then they still put out an album where they're like, yo, we're actually like giving a fuck. 
we're actually like really giving a fuck on this one. It's just like as a fan, you're like, first off, thank you. Second yeah. off, where do you get that from? You know what I mean? Continue with that motivation after all, like all the bullshit. Yeah. And um, and 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 my other my other th- my other big thing about this album is just the way that they. Like, I, I never get I never I never get over the fact that I go, how in the fuck do they combine like this much screaming with this much sort of like funk inspired prog rock type punk music and you know, and all this like funky type shit with the hot with like Tillian's high pitch singing and all that stuff. How do you still manage to throw screaming in there and it not sound weird or forced? Like yeah. that's a big hang up, like not hang up. That's not the right word, but that's like a big thing that still makes me come back and want to keep listening to the album. Cause I'm like, how it's like, I listen to it. and I go, how does this work? Like if you listen to like a great song is like feels bad, man. That do you remember that one? That was the like the more straightforward where the drum beat like didn't get too crazy. It was just kind of like it was like boom, yeah. Da, yeah. boom. Da. It was just kind of slow. They did a song like that. What? Like, the fact that they even did a song like that. Yeah, that maybe. too. But the fact that like they do that song and the screaming still makes sense over top of it. Like it all makes sense. They're a band that like doesn't make sense on paper and then when you hear them it just fits together really really well. I just I had a lot of fun and 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 like how catchy they make everything, how the a big part of it, too, was that it has a lot of distinct melodies that kind of sit in your head. Yeah. And uh, shit like that. And then, um, you know, on top of that, with the whole like the lyric, you know, I've, I've said before, I'm not a big lyrics guy, but these ones stick out to me because like with the whole tongue in cheek nature of it while still kind of being serious and then you know but at the same time being kind of a little uh they'll be serious and then mysterious and things like that other eriuses they'll do a <laughs> bunch of things like that um i, I gotta say <clears throat> I, I i looked through this a little bit because i wanted to see who the producer was because maybe maybe there's something to the effect of maybe the producer had some kind of effect on the the album but the person who did this has done most of their albums. Chris Hump Crummit. <laughs> Chris Crummit. Chris Crummit. Yeah, he's like I look through his like his like uh his whole like uh resume and all that shit. Like yeah. whatever his and it's mainly dance like all of their albums. Like he's he works with Rise Records a lot, I guess, or Dance Gavin Dance has done most of their like most of their albums. Yeah. Well, so I think that it, that it happens a lot. It really of is a band progression. Like it's not just a like he they right place, right time, anything like that. They they earn yeah. this album. Yeah. Yeah, but, without a doubt. And I think that I think it kind of shows in the fact that their sound has stayed. And this is my this is what I love in bands where sort of the essence of your sound stays consistent, but you still you still evolve over time to sort of expand upon that sound. And I think Dance Gavin Dance uh, encapsulates that perfectly. And the one one of the last points, and I think I think after I say this, I'll kind of have made all the points I wanted to make about this album. The um the last point I wanted to make too is it kind of just stands alone by itself musically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's obviously like Swan, we've talked about it before, Swan Core is obviously a genre, but like even when you listen to Swan Core, most of those bands you're just kind of like, oh yeah, it's like, 
like I, there was this band um they're very good i think they're called i saw a yeti or something like that mm-hmm. but as i'm listening to them i was like oh yeah they're kind of like if dance gavin dance had more breakdowns you yeah. know you're always still or if you hear royal coda you're kind of like oh it's like if dance gavin dance didn't scream as much but like when you listen to dance gavin dance you're like they're this yeah they're it's, their own yeah, you can't say yeah you can't say they're this and this but this album yeah yeah but yeah, even yeah. bands even bands like i'm trying to think like fugazi they kind of helped start the post hardcore thing but even fugazi you could listen to them and being like yeah they're kind of like they're kind of like slowed down. They're punk, like a, but a little slowed down and not a and a little boring minor threat. They're even more boring minor threat. <laughs> Yo, did you see? <laughs> did you watch that Chicago hardcore doc I sent you? Oh fuck! I keep forgetting to do. Can you resend me the link? Because I, I think I'll try I, to like, find it. I try um, to find it in my history, and dude. then I you know you know when you start looking on YouTube and you're like, oh, what's that? <laughs> oh yeah, that's my whole night. Um, I was watching a I was watching a doc last night while having four other YouTube tabs open of other I was like dual docking it last night. Um, no, but if you watch that and everyone watching this, look up the it's I think it was about Chicago or Minneapolis, Wisconsin or something like that. It was like Minneapolis in general, not just Chicago. But it was about the hardcore scene, and there was like this local house that this uh, that this lady owned that would they'd all go there after shows and party, and all the bands would sleep there. And they were like, "Yeah, the weekends Minor Threat played. It was or Fugazi played. It was you know it was a little more low key because <laughs> they're like, well, no, because apparently Fugazi or like Ian Mackay and Fugazi and them weren't just fucking straight edge. They were like." They're militant. Yeah, they're like, we're fucking straight edge and you guys are going to be fucking straight edge around us. And it's like, you know, uh, whatever. Anyway, yeah. this is about this isn't about Fugazi. This is about right. dance. Gavin. But yeah, basically, it was so goddamn funny where they're like, yeah, it was boring as fuck. Every like it was they were like, it was it was weird because you wanted to see Fugazi play. But then after the show, it was boring as shit. Like homework. Yeah, it feels like you're just going there like. You're like going to visit your uncle and you're like, yeah, this is really cool. He told a cool story. And then you're like, all right, well, head out. But anyway, <laughs> this isn't a podcast. To shit it isn't on like that. Dance Gavin Dance isn't like that. Dance Gavin Dance. Uh, I mean, we've seen in the news. Sometimes they drink too much. And <laughs> and um, but uh, what the fuck was I going to say? Talking about how Fugazi started the. the. Oh, yeah. But like, even when you listen to Fugazi, you can hear like. You can hear like, oh, you can hear the transition from the previous genre to this genre. And I might, you know, people might disagree with me, uh, especially Fugazi fans who don't like the fucking drink. Um, But like they might. But like Dance Gavin Dance kind of just like sits in their own space. Like obvious, like they obviously have different genres that they bring together. But you're like, my whole thing is like, what's the and I would love the answer to this question because I would love to find out I'm wrong. But like, what's the step right before uh, Dance Gavin Dance? Yeah, because this is this is my I think you're you're bringing up a, I, I can probably help you sum up your point here because I feel like Dance Gavin Dance maybe didn't invent Swancore. Like maybe they're not the in, well, the genre is literally guitar. named after their guitarist. Oh, well, then there you go. Well, <laughs> but let's let's just say there's other bands like Swancore is not. It's not uh, just them, just them. Right. But like Swancore, they may not be the 100 percent owners of it. But they are definitely the heart of it for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's why it's that's why it shares that name is 
they're not the only band doing it. They're the band well, that 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 kind of like, oh, they're like Dance Gavin Dance if they did this, or they're like Dance Gavin Dance that doesn't do that. You know, well, like so my that's whole exactly what it is. My whole thing, and like I said, I really would like people in the comments to answer this question because I would I would be fascinated. I would love to find out I'm wrong about this, but like, okay, so if you look, I've been reading a bunch of shit on like punk rock. Like punk rock was a response to like, well, like they had the hippie shit of the 60s and then people like Iggy Pop and them were like, that's boring. I'm going to add a little bit of intensity. And then fucking people in the 80s were like, I respect you, Iggy Pop, but that your songs are too fucking slow. Yeah. So then they start and then the Ramones start, and the bands like that started speeding them up. And like, I'm, I'm just wondering what is the predecessor of Dance Gavin Dance? And I think it's sort of a lot of it's like a bunch of it's like it's like they fucking threw their rings up like Captain America and like through the power of funk, hardcore, da da da. You know, we bring you dance, Gavin, dance. Yeah, I I feel like I feel like there's definitely like a yeah, like a Captain Planet type of scenario where they're like all putting their fucking powers together to make one superpower. Yeah. They they have because that's how like that's how much they offer. Like that's how many different things. But punk was more of a it was more of an answer to like the 70s like ballad and like heavy metal like the the like more of that. Like not necessarily a direct answer to like Iggy Pop. I think Iggy Pop was doing that same answering to again like you said like people of the 60s and stuff like that where they're like every everything was a counterculture everything was yeah. a protest well, Iggy, Iggy pop was punk rock but if you listen to Iggy pop shit it doesn't sound like punk rock music oh, shit yeah it sounds like it It like I, I Iggy pop's great and everything Iggy, Iggy I just call him Iggy pop <laughs> that's my that's my rap name I'm Iggy pop uh, but there's a there's a level of like shock like shock value to that you know what i mean it's more it's like a lot of performance art i would say more the stage show yeah, yeah. Mu if you listen to like the stooges it sounds it sounds like and this i don't mean any disrespect i like the stooges a lot but if you listen to it now you'll be like if you if you play the stooges for a kid they'll be like cool i just saw yeah. megan the stallion's whole butthole <laughs> uh <laughs> This isn't edgy. Yeah, like it's not like don't get me wrong, it was edgy as shit in the seventies, but they're like But you're but you're right. To see to see what would what led to Dance Gavin. Also, Dance all due respect to Megan Stallion's butthole. Big fan of it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Big fan of She Hulk. Love what it. I will absolutely no, I want to put good vibes out there because if I meet Megan the Stallion, I'll simp hard, dude. Yeah, absolutely. I've I, I haven't I haven't met her yet either, but also, yeah, you're a great butthole. I would love to miss I would love to meet Mrs. or Miss the Stallion. Please. Please. Anyway, we're getting off track. We'd love to shake your butthole, madam. Uh so if you like <laughs> Dance Gavin Nance, come down to the Drag Your Lake studios and which is basically either one of our houses, which isn't weird at all. Yeah, come to my house, Megan the Stallion, while my wife's not here. All right. Um, Dance Gavin Dance. Whoa, 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 do, do we have anything else to add to this before we go down a weird Megan the Stallion butthole rabbit hole? Yeah. Is that what you're Googling right now? Yeah. I'm going to need to. I'm <laughs> going to I'm gonna have to cancel this other content we're recording today. Yeah. I got a, I got a big YouTube, big Google search to do. Big Goog happening over here. Uh, but yeah, I guess uh, final thoughts about this. Um, I originally wasn't sure if this was my favorite Dance Gavin Dance album, but I now. 
I now think it is. I think it's the and now don't get me wrong. All the other stuff, Downtown Battle Mountain, their self-titled Happiness, Downtown Battle Mountain too. They and then all the other Tillian ones. They have all a very cool, unique thing about them. They all have like amazing songs on there. All this other shit, but I just think as a as a whole cohesive, thoughtful album. Yeah, this is the best presentation of the band, <clears throat> in my opinion. Pat, any final thoughts? Sorry, you're muted for all of that. What did you say? Uh, I said, uh, watch She-Hulk. It is a good, well-written <laughs> show. I'd, I'd say I'd say nine out of ten easily. It is my favorite Dance Gavin Dance album, but I also have it not is also the second one you heard. <laughs> I have not put them all on shuffle yet, but uh, I do. I think that is a. I, I actually that's my biggest takeaway from this because we both knew we we were fans of the album. But I, I think the taking all of the a band's albums and putting them on shuffle is a really great way to. It's the best way. Yeah, it's the best way to get yourself into a band that's been around for a while. I've I, at least I've discovered. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you for listening. We love you all. Bye bye. <laughs>